if you have a passion, you're going to have to do it regardless of whether you try to hold it back or not. It's going to come out in some way, shape or form, which is why you have people, you know, in their 60s, 70s. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I wanted to go and, you know, go into acting or go into this. Yep. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Confessions of an Actress. I'm your host, Meredith Patterson. I've got a little confession for you guys before I launch into this interview with my great friend, Philip Brandon. I wish that I had spent my 20s going with my gut in my career as opposed to listening to every little thing that my representation told me. And I say that because I wish I traveled more. I wish I saw the world when I had the chance. I'm not saying that I'm not going to see it you know, eventually because I'm still around. But I had a lot of chances to do international tours and do things that I turned down because my rep said, oh, you got to be in New York or you got to be in LA for pilot season. You got to be available. And my guest and my friend, Philip, um, it feels like he kind of let things happen to him, which is such a really wonderful and relaxed way of having um, an experience in this in this crazy entertainment industry. So I won't explain anymore, but that's my confession is that I kind of wish that I let things roll a little more the way Philip does. And you guys are going to learn a lot about him in this episode. I love him. I adore him. I'm not going to say anymore because I literally gush over him in this episode, um, as I should. But uh, sit back, relax, get a warm, nice blanket because his voice will just make you so happy and cozy. Here's my friend, the great Philip Brandon. <laughs> oh my I goodness, it. I love it. Hi. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so good. I miss you. I miss having I, you over. We got to figure that out. At some... I, like literally soon. It's really, I know, it's really crazy because we live in the same city, but we never get to see each other. Ten minutes away. We live closer than we've ever lived. I know. <laughs> it's really, it's really, it, it is LA, isn't it? It's kind Absolutely. of, kind of LA, but um Oh my gosh. So welcome to my podcast, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Uncle Philip. Yes. <laughs> to my kids. Oh my gosh. You're just, you're a teddy bear. I'm, I'm so happy that you had time for me. I know you, you got so much going on, which is so exciting. Yeah. And I'm the, I love doing uh, podcasts and stuff. And I'm so proud of you, first of all, for having this and continuing to, uh, to have them because they're so inspiring. First oh, of all, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, yeah. No, no, I was going to say it's funny. You just, you just kind of do what, what your heart tells you to do in this industry. And somebody, actually many people have like said, you should do a podcast. And I was like, I guess I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is telling me to do that. And, and to have the, the eclectic variety of people and artists on this podcast Absolutely. Feels really, really, um, that, that I, you know, whatever inspires me, I feel like maybe someone else is inspired. So it's nice 100%. to hear that. 100%. Yeah. Cause like you have, you have singers, actors, uh, casting directors. Like I was just like, oh, this is, you, it, it's really giving a nice snapshot of the entirety of the industry as opposed to just one point of view. You have multiple, which you've been having with all your guests. And I think that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I, I'm, it's, it's continuing. I'm actually going to be talking to my former drama teacher. I'm going to be talking <laughs> to my dance teacher who started it as artists in this industry and then decided to go be teachers, which thank God they did. Yeah. Right. You know, everybody's got their own path. And I feel like that's, it's sort of up to us who have been in the business for a while to then pay it forward. That's kind of how I feel about it. I don't know about 100%, you. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, I know you come from, you know, you come from a family of artists, at least your mom. Absolutely. So I want to go, go all the way back. You were born in, first of all, it's very rare to have someone be born and raised in Los Angeles. Am I right? Absolutely. Born, <laughs> wait, I always at born, raised, and in the industry, still in the industry. Yes. Yeah, exactly. because it's always, you know, there's so many transplants here, which is awesome. But, you know, that's where, what gave Hollywood its you know, its name. But uh, yeah, I was actually born and raised right in Inglewood, California. Um, yeah. Uh, my mother still lives over there to this very day. <laughs> and they, so when I say my roots are here, all roots are here. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And she, okay, so talk to me about 
about uh, Take Me Back because I, I feel like she's the start of your artistic career. Absolutely. Between her and my dad, uh, they, well, it's funny because they had actually met at one of her gigs. And so uh, my dad was a huge just jazz and music lover. And then my mom actually, she um, sang all all her life pretty much, but one of her biggest gigs was being a Raylette. So one of the background singers for Ray Charles. Oh, I love and it. She toured with him and, um, you know, just had such a, a great time. And she got a chance to work with so many different artists in her time and, and uh, you know, do tour with all types of bands over in Japan. And, you know, it's, so she just had a wonderful, um, a wonderful career, which it's kind of what gave me the bug because once she started having kids, she kind of like, you know, toned it down a little bit and just kind of, you know, uh, put all of her time with us. Yeah. But she would always tell us stories and show us pictures and all kinds of things. And so that is what kind of gave me the um, you know, the, like I said, the bug to to the interest at least to, yeah. to go into this field. So did she ever talk to you about how she got into the industry? Because um, you know, it, it I it's funny because I, I feel like uh in in a few of the artists I've talked to who then have kids who are interested in being in the industry, it's you either have a um not one or the other, but a negative, a negative introduction to the industry. I know growing up in Los Angeles, you could probably have a view of both or you have a really positive one where it sounds like your mom, you know, relished in her career. She really enjoyed it. And as a matter of fact, it's what brought her to Los Angeles because she's originally from well, she was born in Oklahoma uh, and then raised between Oklahoma and Denver, Colorado. OK. And so what brought her out here was uh, she wanted to be a contestant on the, the gong show, which, was, <laughs> you know, back in the day. I do remember and the when gong she, show. When she got out here, the show canceled. So... <laughs> <laughs> Your poor mom. Chance to go on it, but she that it's what brought her out here, and so then she kind of you know started making her way and singing different bands and stuff here, and that's that's when she got uh, linked up with the band that took her to Japan and all these other kinds of things. So, but um, she uh, had such a great time. You know, obviously she knows as we know the industry has its ups and downs, but she really really enjoyed just being a singer and a performer and overall entertainer. So and she still does things every now and again. Like she still has her agent and oh all yeah, these things yeah. But she's kind of like you know I just want to you know I want to enjoy life and just do it as as it comes. I don't want to you know have it so I don't want it to be such a big part where I'm stressed out about things. So right and know. being and, and and being a mommy switches and you know switches you in a way um, coming from my <laughs> coming <Yeah>. from <laughs> my experience. But thank God you know and 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 with you growing mm-hmm. up with a mom like that and a dad like that who had such a love of music you actually didn't go right into um go right into doing music even though you probably had this voice when you were like seven (laughs) am i right yeah i mean i bet you everybody (laughs) (laughs) you do oh my god we have to talk about that but I, i i can imagine everybody listening to this and just like feeling like a warm blanket of, of Philip Brandon coming around them. Cause I really do like that. That is your voice is just so beautiful speaking oh, voice, singing voice and all of that. And so I imagine, you know, I'm sure your mom heard you sing and, you know, at a young age and was like, Oh my Lord, we have to foster this, but you didn't do it right away. Correct. Right. Right. Well, what I loved about her approach was she, she wasn't real pushy with it. She, yeah. she allowed me to kind of have my, you know, she, she waited until I expressed interest and then she allowed me to um, kind of go on my own journey. And anytime I had questions or anything, she would always answer them or, you know, they would uh, her and both her and my dad were super supportive of everything, but uh, they didn't make it seem as though, Oh, you have to do this or, you know, and you hear that with a lot of um, kids who have, um, you know, parents who are especially like celebrities and stuff. They're like, Oh, I felt so obligated to do yeah. X, Y, and Z. And that wasn't the case, but no, I didn't go into it right away. I actually, my degree is actually in marketing. I know. I can't <laughs> believe that. See, I told you, so we've known each other for a while, Quite but a while. when I, when I, when I do my, my research about my friends that I'm going to mm. talk to, 
I, you know, I go and read your bio and I look, look you up and do the whole thing that you should do. And I was like, degree in marketing <laughs> and then studied Japanese. Like I'm, I'm finding out stuff about you, yeah. which is so fascinating, but that's what, you know, I, I think it is a really smart degree to have in this industry, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been <laughs> super helpful because, you know, Hey, the thing is, is in this industry, we're constantly selling ourselves and our talent yes. to someone, to the casting director, to the producer to the you know what so to the director so it, it it has been super useful in me uh understanding that this is a business it is mm -hmm. show business that you know all of the business should be all capitalized because that's what it is first <laughs> <laughs> it is so what advice would you give just cutting mm -hmm. into advice on marketing yourself because you have a degree in this um, yeah. you're so good at it. I really, I, you know, when I read that, I was like, of course you do, because you're so, you're so good at it. It seems, oh, it seems so you. natural to you, but, um, yeah, just to sidebar really yeah. fast, what advice would you give? I would say you have to take off your artist hat and put on your, your, your business hat, your CEO hat. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I always try to make it seem as though, Anything that I do, even when it comes to, okay, what should I, you know, what kind of headshots, what kind of money should I spend for this? What I need to be able to to act like I have to justify this to someone mm -hmm. as to why this is a good idea. Yeah. And you'll be surprised at how many things you are able to kind of nix and kind of move and, and, and prioritize and reprioritize when you start thinking as if you're spending someone else's money and you have to justify every move that you do. Oh. So, so smart. That's so yeah. smart. So it's been super helpful with me when I say, okay, I have this record that I need to promote, or I have uh, a show that I need to, you know, get the word out for, then I can say, okay, I'm done with being the artist for a second. Let me take off that hat. So mm -hmm. let me stop being so emotional about everything. Cause you know, that's what we're, we're paid to do as artists is to feel and to, you know, Oh, it's so true. It's so true. It's, you just you just hit the nail on the head. It's so hard to do that, though. I mean, it it's when you have that business head like you do, or you have a degree, and I've talked to a few people who have degrees in marketing and communication mm -hmm. and business, and they go into being an artist, and they have that business head, and it's so hard for those of us who have the emotional head, and that's it. Right. Yeah, it, it's tough. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's tough, and and, and even even for me, like I said, sometimes I have to really always remind myself, like mm -hmm. you know, even put a sticky note. Okay, you're this, you're you're a business guy right now. You're not, you know, and that way I can say, okay, the the art artist side, because even with art, you know, another little sidebar, art. They it's said that art is never finished. It, it, it it's just you you present it. Like yeah. You're never you're never done with art. Of you course. Cannot, no matter what it is, it could be a song, it could be you know uh, a movement, dance, anything. You're never you never feel like oh I'm actually done. You're just like oh no, this is just time to present. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yes, and sometimes you feel like you're presenting before it's done. Absolutely. But yeah. that but that is something that you know to have a mom that is is coming from a place of being an artist and being with around these successful. Um, you know, superstars like Ray Charles, and then mm -hmm. now watching you go, you know, go slowly into the business, but, but yeah. asking her advice, like that must've been so exciting for her, but also so wonderful for her to be able to pay it forward to you. I think so. In a yeah, healthy way, right? Yeah. And then we get a chance, you know, I get to kind of uh, pay it back because then, um, you know, I get a chance to, she's always uh, singing on, on my albums or yeah. in some way, shape or form. Either she's doing background or we'll kind of do like a little duet situation. And, you know, I just love, um, you know, I love our voices blend together so well. You know, I remember one time we were listening to the playback of a song we were recording and it was her. She was like, I can't tell if that's my voice or you in falsetto. Oh. And like, it was literally one of those things where it's just like our, our vibratos just match, you know, perfectly. So it's it, it's, it's such a cool experience to, that's to see just, it from this side. So, so talk to me about the degree in marketing happened. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. you know, that's, and, and then it just kind of evolved. Yes. Yeah, so degree in marketing happened. And then I, um, and I was finishing school right around the time that the economy was was tanking horribly. <laughs> yes. I mean, like literally, no one can get a job. Oh yeah. And, I mean, people were like like friends of mine 
were having to take, you know, any, like literally any job, fast food that they can get just because they weren't able to get anything. Yeah. And so um, I was fortunate enough to get an internship right out of out of college. So I've, I finished and then that's like literally we, we see I graduated in May and by June 1st, I was on my internship. Oh, wow. Was in Atlanta. I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta. And so after, uh, when I started that internship, within two weeks, they offered me full-time position. Oh, wow. Like, you know, they're like, oh, we, we really love working with you. And, you know, this, that, and the third, we'd like to offer you this. And at the time, you know, I was, you know, super young, super uh, just like not ready to be settled into a career at that point. You know what I mean? And were and- you interning for a marketing company? So I was interning, not for a marketing company, it was for a building products distribution company, but in their marketing department. Okay. Okay. So not at all in the, in the entertainment industry. Not, oh, nowhere near it. (laughs) Nowhere near it. So, uh, so that, so that happened. And then I was, you know, I was going back and forth and kind of vacillating and seeing what I wanted to do. And I, talking to my dad about it. And he's like, you know, you're never stuck anywhere. He's like, if you, if you feel that, you know, you can start and if you feel you're not, you don't want to be there, then just come on back home. So. Uh, uh, I love that. That's such great. It's so, it's, I mean, it really does change the kind of person you are as a, whatever it is you want to do in the world, but especially as an artist, because it is so scary because it's not your nine to five cookie cutter job that if you have parents who are like, you need to stick to that job, you did marketing, blah, blah, blah. And you know, you, you may have never, you may, you, you may have just stayed there if you had that kind of support system. Right. I may have just said, oh, well, let me just, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. It was a great, it was a great gig, you know, it was, you know, corporate America, all the benefits and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and even at that time, I didn't know that performing is necessarily what I wanted to do, but I just knew it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> you it wasn't I mean? your, yeah, you weren't, you weren't, it didn't light you up to right. do that. I wasn't, I wasn't just super <laughs> excited to, to, to go. Um, and everyone was super kind. And, and this is why I say, you know, um, one of my biggest things is, you know, if, if you're not enjoying something, if you're not enjoying your journey, then you have to make a decision to to make a choice and, and change. Yeah. Because when I decided that, OK, this is not where I want to go, so I'll just finish up the internship and then I'll move back home. The VP came to and sat with me and said, you know, we respect your decision. And just so you know, if you go back home and you're not enjoying that, you always have a place here. Ah. <laughs> so that's so left on great terms. That's so awesome. But the other caveat to that was, um, and I'll talk about what I did when I went back home, but a couple months after I got back home, I was, uh, and this is when Facebook was still relatively new, one of, the, one of my old coworkers from that internship uh, wrote me on Facebook and said, I'm so glad that you left when you did. You decided to leave when you did, but because because of what the economy is doing, they let go of 200 employees. Oh, wow. Including everyone who had been there five years or less. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I'm sure I would have been a part of that number. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what, how, how would that have affected me and my psyche if I would have been, if I would have decided, you know, against all, everything that I w- wanted to do to then stay there and then be let go, <laughs> you know, as opposed to saying, let me go with my gut and say, this is not where I need to be at this particular time. Exactly. And you don't seem like the kind of person who's bothered by rejection. For some reason, I don't know. I've never really seen, I know. This is you're like Meredith. What are you talking about? But the truth is, is that it. you do have that kind of thing about you. But maybe that, maybe, maybe that instance, young in your career, even getting, you know, getting let go by a company that wasn't even your jam, mm-hmm. might have affected you. Yeah, it, you know, I do tend to have a, you know, and it, 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 it could be a little, little bit of a, a glittery, glittery outlook on certain things, but I don't really get. I don't even really consider it rejection. I just consider it the that's not where I, I'm supposed to be at this particular time. It's so healthy. You know what I mean? And it's just because, <laughs> well, well, because for me, I, I, I'm really big on, in, uh, on storytelling and enjoying the journey of something and seeing how things pan out. And there's been so many times where I'm like, oh man, I, 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 you know, I, I should be here and I'm not doing that. And I'm like, wait a minute, you should be right where you are. 
Uh, it's so it's so healthy, Philip. I really just can't even wrap my brain around it because it's oh, so not it's so not the way most artists think. <laughs> most artists are like, I need to do this, I need to do that, and why didn't I get this? And why am I not this? And why? Am, and I, I in the scramble, I feel mm-hmm. like you know, it just it it goes back to the the soulfulness of your voice, okay. your spirit when you're when I'm around you just feels so centered, and that and and that I think is you know, really awesome. Well, thank you. (laughs) You know, what I think also helps is really honing in on what your actual goals are, what your actual, because I think when you really center in and hone in on what, what your actual, um, what what you want to achieve and what you're, what Mm -hmm. you want to get to, Mm -hmm. it really helps to to knock out a lot of the um what I call like the noise the nonsense that that gets in our heads because I'm like oh well hey if if I'm going from point A to point B in a car and I put on the GPS and it routes me to, in a different way to get around traffic I'm okay with that yeah so wh- why can't we do that in our heads to say it's hey so I'm smart. still going here I may not have gotten it the direction that I thought I needed to go but then I go back to the example of with when I, you know, left the internship and said, hey, if I decided to stay in spite of, I probably would have been let go anyway, which would have made been more detrimental to my psyche. Mm-hmm. So so because of that, I kind of have that point of reference whenever I'm kind of thinking like, oh, that sucks. I wanted to get that or I wanted to get this or, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever the case is. Uh, you know, for instance, I, I, uh, last year I got back, um, off tour and, 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 uh, I had, I got put on hold for count them five national commercials. <gasps> oh, wow. And didn't get one. Oh God. And I mean, I'm talking about hold, like, okay, they, they want you there, they're you know, and then I, you know, at first for a second, I was like, oh, this sucks and da, 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 da. but I was like. I was, then I said, well, let me look at the bright side. The, um, the, uh, everything that I could have done, I did. So I need to just relax in that. And the fact that five different casting directors and, 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 and clients wanted to put me in that number yeah. is a major feat in and of itself. Absolutely. So, so that's a win. Absolutely. You and that is saying? that I, I see what you're saying. And that is exactly where you should mentally be in this industry. And, you know, I mean, going back to the internship and you, you saying, saying goodbye to that mm-hmm. job and your dad saying, come home, mm-hmm. you know, you can always come home. Um, how old were you at that point? Were you like 22 right out of school? You were I was 23, I think 23 or 24. So then you, you, you came back and you go, go to the, this is, go, go to where you talked about your voice changing because. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I remember I, okay. I, I know I'm jumping all over I the place remember. for the people who don't, you know, people who don't know you, I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm kind of story, I'm storylining this a little bit, but I, I have to go to the voice changing <laughs> thing because. No, because it was so <laughs> funny, right? Because I don't remember the exact day, but I remember a time when we were, when I was driving around or riding around with my mom. And I mean, I was able to hit every Mariah Carey note. <laughs> I was singing along with her and was, you know, singing emotions and just powering through all those high whistle tones. Oh, yeah. And then I remember a day where I could barely even sing down the octave of it. <laughs> and just being like, wow, what is, why is it so tough to sing up here? And I, you know, to be quite honest, I really didn't enjoy uh, the, the voice change. Because yeah. We live in a society that that celebrates the the high voice, the tenor, the the soprano, the oh, honey, you, know, you are talking so to the right person. You I are no, because we've had this talk before. We had this talk, I mean? and when we did the sultriness, honey, you know? when we did Smokey Joe's, exactly. I was talking about we got to get and do some Karen Carpenter and you know Luther yeah. Vandross, like get down into the basement, get down there because it's beautiful. I yes. think it's beautiful, but you are right. We live in a society mm-hmm. and we live in an industry that celebrates the high notes. Yes. And doesn't 
not that they don't celebrate it, but it, it you know, it's it, not as celebrated. It's not as know. celebrated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're, you're, you're given, you know, you're given one or two, you know, every, every generation that like, oh, that's the Barry White. That's the Lou Rawls, you know. Yeah. But then you, you know. I think you right. have like one song, Old Man River, and then that's exactly. it. Like oh my goodness. <laughs> and that was the bane of my existence because, you know, here, that was the only thing people wanted to hear me sing. And I'm like, well, I... <laughs> I, I'm a jazz singer first. I'm an R&B soul singer. First. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you are. So. It's true. And but but uh, but in terms of like yes, going to yeah. that to that voice change and having mm-hmm. it go the other way, quote unquote, right. to the, the bass place. But it's so beautiful. Do you have anyone in your family who who even speaks in this timbre? You know, not really. My dad used to. He used to. Well, it was so funny because every time. Um, and that was like the running joke that every time someone would mention my voice, then my dad would like uh, would also like jokingly try to speak lower. Like, <laughs> and then it would get to the point where it was like not even audible. He's like, oh, yes, I, I, oh my God. you're just like, wait, I don't dad, we can't even hear what you're saying. So not really. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love it. I love it. Not really, but uh, which is also there was I didn't really have a point of reference for, you know, when you're still like figuring everything out and trying to understand like, oh, because everything I'm hearing on the radio that I'm trying to sing along to is so super high. And, yeah. You know, so it was it was an interesting transition period. But um, and how and, old were you when that happened? This was definitely in my teens. So OK. I would, say, I would say probably around the, the 13, 14 ish area. and was it was it like <laughs> like stuck on this moment in your life yeah, I love because it. was <laughs> it I imagine you I'm picturing you going to high school or middle mm. school and having this voice like literally being like to the you know just going hello like <laughs> you know well, you know the one of the funniest parts is I didn't really notice it um I just noticed that people would always uh turn heads or they would always you know anytime I would speak and 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 at the time, I'm like, oh, why is everyone, every time I say anything, everybody has to look, you know, like I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, oh, it's because they weren't used to hearing a lower voice or, yeah. you know, a lower voice from somebody in school at this age or whatever the case is. And so, which you know, to me transitioned to like, you're born in Los Angeles, you have your yeah. mom who's a Raylet, and you have this speaking voice and singing voice, you know, that yeah. you're, that you are developing. And then you go off and do marketing and then you, something brings you back. But I love that your mom and dad never pushed you, even though they probably were like, listen to that voice. Like what we got to get, don't push it. You know, and, and who knows what that conversation was behind the scenes. But I know as a mom, if I heard that coming out of my child, I'd be like, okay, okay, Dustin, let's not push it. But that is gold right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Is, right, that, that is the goal. Let's let's not be too pushy, but uh, it's gold. But, you know, <laughs> he's gonna realize the gold that he has. So you come back to LA, and then what happens? So then, um, I got another corporate job here, and I and it was just not, it, it wasn't hidden. You know, there, yeah. there was just something that in and and I've always been the type of person that I have to go where I'm led and where how I uh, how I feel. Like uh, yes. I've just never been led by only money or only Which is so XYZ. healthy. Another healthy thing to <laughs> share <laughs> with our audience. I mean, in a, in a smart way though. I, it's not like I'm just going to negate all and you know, <laughs> right. by the same token, you know, it's like I still got to, you know, But pay, if you have to yeah, yeah, I got to pay rent, but you're not you're going to do what lights you up. You're going right. to do what what your what your calling is, if you will. Yeah, so um but because I was so young at the time and because I was I still was still living at home, I said, okay, this is 06. If I don't feel good about this job by the end of the year, I'm going to have to just resign, you know? Yeah. And so, and this was for a communications company at the time. Oh, I hope they had you on the phone a lot. They did not. They did (laughs) not. Oh, they lot. I was was in the field and dealing with actual, (laughs) dealing with the clients. But I knew something was a little off because when I would walk in for these meetings and stuff to the clients, I would be humming and singing. And I mean, literally, like everybody would just kind of, again, turning heads because here I am in the, you know, suited and booted and, you know, suit and tie and everything. And I'm coming in just humming and singing whatever I'm feeling like at the time. 
And um, and so I was like, uh, you know, because I knew I, I didn't want to be behind a desk and I wanted to do something that kind of got me moving around. Yeah. And so even though I was doing that, there was still something that wasn't. And again, at this point in my life, I still didn't know that performing was where I needed to be. I just knew it wasn't that. Did you have friends in your life or any, even anyone at these jobs that was looking mm -hmm. at you and listening to you sing, maybe even just like walking to, you know, down the hallway who was like, Oh my God, you have a, like, you have gold. Like, look at you. You walk, you, you don't walk into a room and, and not like, there's not a spotlight on you. Like, that's just you to me. Right. Like, I can also you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I can't be a fly on anyone's wall. Not at all. <laughs> like, like you, you have a presence and you have this voice to match it. So mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if anybody in that um, job or any of your friends was just like, you need to sing. I, I think because I wasn't, I wasn't doing, uh, well, when I was in, if we can go back just a little bit, when I was in college, yeah. um, in school, my, my, even though I got my degree in marketing, part of my scholarship was through the music program because I was singing in the glee club and in the, um, in the quartet, which was the official Oh, okay. Uh, ambassadors of the school. Okay. So that's also that's also what kind of helped give me my um and, and with that scholarship we were required to uh tour every spring uh during our spring break uh through the northeast. So I kind of got a little bit of the touring bug there as well. Oh, okay. Oh wow! People are are bringing us to these towns to come and do this music. That's that's incredible, and you know. So that that was kind of there. So I kind of knew a, a little bit. So people knew a little bit that I can sing because um, I would talk about that a little bit. But I was also trying to keep everything separate. So I, w I wouldn't really talk about it too much on the, the corporate gig because I didn't want the the powers that be to think that, oh, he's flighty. He's only here to try to, you know, make a little money. And then, he's yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so I, I wasn't talking about it a whole lot. I only told a couple of people. But even with that being said, um, the voice would still turn heads. You know what I mean? People, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, again, it's I'm not gonna a turn, on the wall. It's going to turn heads in the podcast. People are going to be like driving and being like, oh my God, because it does. <laughs> it's just this amazingly beautiful voice. So I'm going to say that like 10 more times. So just get used oh. to it. But, but, but it's, it, I, I think because I always go back to what was the moment that switched? What was the moment? Like with each of my guests, I try to find the, the root of it because there yeah. is no real roadmap with this industry, right? You can not at all. <laughs> that's the one thing I want people to always understand is you, you can have a degree in marketing. You can go into the corporate world. Your voice can turn heads. Mm. You can, you know, be in your twenties and still it not connect right. in your brain to the point where you go, okay, now I'm going to switch and be all in with yeah. the industry. So when did that happen for you? So, okay. So, uh, going back to, uh, me being at the gig here in, uh, the, the company here in LA and, and it's still not clicking. So because I live, I had the comfort of living at home mm -hmm. and, you know, I was still, uh, super young. I said, Hey, if by a certain date, you're still not enjoying this, you're going to have to resign and then figure out what it is you really want to do. Right. So that date came and I quit. And so, uh, and I was trying to figure it out. And there was like a little bit of a low because I was, you know, before then I'd been in school. I was so busy. I was so active in school and all kinds of organizations and everything. Yeah. And then we got to that point. And, uh, and so then it was like, you know, there was nothing going on. So then I did a, um, a performance, uh, a, a, like a, some jazz standards at this old, this old, uh, 20s themed club uh, in Hollywood and I was just kind of you know sending out a little text blast and a buddy of mine reached out and said man I got your text I can't make that but it reminded me that you're in you're back in town now this is a buddy that I had sang uh, in an acapella group with prior to going uh, away to school oh okay and he said I'm now um, booking cruise ship acts and I, I need uh, a bass vocalist, specifically yes. a bass vocalist, to go out and sing in an acapella group for a few months. And, um, you know, it, I, I, would you be interested at all in that I really need somebody to, you know, kind of go out last minute? 
And so I said, uh, wow, yeah, I guess quit my job. So I, I have nothing but time. And so, um, and this is where being a base is very, very, very valuable because how many groups need a base? Like everybody, boys, men needs a base right now. Everybody. Exactly. I just saw them. I'm like, Hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm available. We love you, Mike. We love you, Mike, wherever you are. But yes, but the, but the, the, yeah, but being a base is Mm -hmm. so valuable and that's amazing that that just kind of fell into your lap. Yeah. Fell into my lap. (laughs) Like I'm talking about days after, like, you know, it's like, Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Hey buddy, are you available to, wow. Okay. Um, thank you, God. Thank you. (laughs) You know, what's happening? Absolutely. But at this point, it's not like you hadn't been singing. It's not like you, cause I don't want to make it sound like, even though it is, it, it it does sound very easy Mm -hmm. that one thing rolls into the next, but you've always kind of sang so like you were ready when this opportunity right. came along yeah, like, meaning like, like said, you're, you weren't rusty at, at all no because again i had i i had to sing in in school so like you know that was part of the whole you know scholarship you know that i got from the music department where right you have to sing so i was you know i was really um on top of that you know so i was coming on the heels of that and we're only talking let's see may is when i graduated uh and, and then if you want to forward it was March of the next year. Yeah. We went out. So it was, it was only a few months. You know yeah. What I mean? But although people think that you can just roll out of bed and sing bass, like you don't have to, you don't have to actually like study to hit those low notes, but there has to be some support. There has to be, you know, you have to take absolutely. care of that healthy, beautiful, golden voice. You absolutely do. <laughs> a lot of people just think that it's like, oh, all you got to do is just, and I'm like, okay, well. Uh, well, yeah. there you go. No, that's not true. <laughs> not for me. So yeah, you yeah, do. I have a vocal teacher and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, and this is where it goes back to what you were saying. You're never done. You're constantly, never. you know, it's constantly evolving and you just present what you have and when you have it. But yes. you were ready when this phone call came for you to go out on, on a cruise, which is yeah. so exciting. And you also, from what I know of you, you love traveling. So this love kind it. of, this melded all that together for you, right? Absolutely. And I, you know, it's like, I didn't have to pay for food. I didn't have to be, you know, cause a cruise ship has everything you need. Oh yeah. And so at the time I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But my my point of view at the time was still, which I still think it's funny to this day. Oh well, let me go do this while I figure out what I really want to do. It's so as funny far, as far as corporate America. You it's know what so I mean? funny because so many and 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 you know it. Um, it, that kind of goes back to me saying like you 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 just you, you seem like you have this easy personality around the business around mm-hmm. like, you know, because there can be so many people who are so almost like just rabid about they're making it and, and the industry and, and I have to do this and I have to do that from a very young age. And I was one of those people where I was like, I knew at five years old that I wanted to be, you know, in the industry. And, and I think it's so fascinating to me to have someone, um, like you who didn't know yet. And it was just kind of rolling, like life was rolling along and you had this love of it, but it, but it wasn't this rabid, need this incessant ambition, this, um, worry or any of that, um, wasn't a part of it. It doesn't seem like it was. No, it wasn't really, because again, I, it was, um, at that time it was, and I think this was helpful for me in my journey was it wasn't what I did for a living in my head. This was was like a a bridge. I said, Oh, this will be like a paid vacation while I figure out what my real job is going to be. Yes. You kept it separate, which I think is a really smart thing to do. Now I now have a separate, uh, side hustle. I I like to call it, Yeah. but I, I, I never had that before because I always had been able to, I mean, I always identified myself with what I did and with you, it seems like you had this separate identity Mm -hmm. of what you did for a living and then what you did as a singer and, and, and performer. Yeah. I did. And, and um, I think it's so healthy. That's why I keep bringing it up and like, oh, like focusing you. on it because I feel like it, it is a really great way to enter the industry. Honestly, okay. I just feel like you, you have, you have money in your pocket and then you can, you know, let the energy of whatever this industry opportunities, when, when they come to you, when they don't, why you get five callbacks for a, <laughs> for a yeah. commercial or why not that, that, um, put on hold five times. <laughs> 
exactly, exactly. <laughs> but why? But why that? You know, th- that it's it it helps you be able to navigate that better. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so because it it takes alleviates a lot of that pressure of you know a lot of times when we define ourselves by what we do there is a certain persona and there's a certain uh, essence that we think is supposed to go around that. Yeah. You know, when you're like, Oh no, I'm a performer full time. You know, unless people, unless people, you know, you're a household name and people see you every day with We then feel like we have to uh, explain and justify the Mm -hmm. fact that we are, that that's what we do, that we're a professional. And I'm, you know, for me, it's just been kind of like, no, this is what I do, and I've been doing this full time, you know, for twelve years. Yeah, but it doesn't define me, you know. I I enjoy performing, and I enjoy, you know, when I'm when when I'm in front of the camera or on the stage, like it's a go. But outside of that, I'm just a regular dude that just enjoys chilling and hanging out. You know what I mean? It's so, so yeah. it's so great. It's yeah. really awesome. So yes, that's that is just. That is everything. That really is the the best way to look at it. If you can, if you if you yeah. have the opportunity to have something something on the side, which I always tell everybody, get a side hustle, have a side thing that you can do. Multiple so, streams of income. Multiple. Is so is super important. Multiple streams of income. And I just want to put this at this in there because this is super important to me. The reason that's so important is because if you have a passion you're going to have to do it regardless of it, whether you try to hold it back or not. It's going to come out in some way, shape, or form, which is why you have people, you know, in their 60s, 70s, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I wanted to go and, you know, go into acting or go into this. Yep. But if you have that multiple streams of income, then you can do your passion the way that you want to do it. You can do, you can go out for projects that you really want to go out for, as opposed to always just being at every audition because of the fact that, you're like, oh, I just need money. I need a job. I just need this. And then that lends itself to people becoming more jaded because they're not mm-hmm. really enjoying what they're doing. They're just doing a job. You are giving us gems, so, Uncle Philip. You're table. giving <laughs> <laughs> It's so, so true. It's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, and I mean, it, it, yes. Yes to all of that. <laughs> and go, so going back to the cruise ship, yeah. How how long did you do that? What what so was I that did, journey like? I did two contracts, and I did. They were both six months apiece. Okay. And um, uh, I mean, I got a chance to see every continent except for Antarctica and Australia. Oh my God, so like, awesome! Literally, it took it took me all over the world. Got a chance to you know try all these delicious foods and see all these wonderful things and you know like we haven't we had an overnight in 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 russia and you know just all these wonderful things yeah absolutely between those two contracts i went with a friend of mine i was back home for literally about a month and a half and i went and um with a friend of mine to audition for uh the lion king show at the disney park in hong kong okay and so I was like, well, I'm going, I, I knew that I couldn't do it because I was already under contract to go back out on the ship. But I said, I'll, I'll just audition anyway. I haven't really been in the audition game. Yeah. Got an immediate call back. They put me on tape. And of course then, you did. <laughs> Everybody who's listening to this is nodding and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. It's Mufasa, then, Mufasa. <laughs> right. And so I, I, and I told him, hey, you know, unfortunately I'm not, available, you know, because they needed an immediate replacement. And he says, oh, no problem. We keep you on file for six months. Now, I think that is so funny because my next contract was six months. Oh, my Uh, God. I love this. One month shy of my contract ending, the the next contract, I get an email saying, hey, want to see if you're still interested. We need someone to come out when the contract starts two months from now. Oh, my gosh. So that then, is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point, I'm still not saying that I do this. I was just like, oh, wow. I, well, here's another gig for me to do while I figure out what my real job is going to be. I love it. So that's that's advice for everybody. Just just, just do what you do and just, <laughs> just be like, I don't know if I'm really doing this, but I'm going to be doing it while I'm But I'm doing it while, it I, while I figure it out. <laughs> Now we're about three years in at this point, or two uh, and a half years yeah. in, you know, because because I did a year and and then a couple months off here and there, and you know did did that contract, and then it just, I mean, 
I, you know. Yes. So is this the Lion King in Hong Kong or was this the Lion King in general? I don't know what year this is, but is this like when the Lion, because the Lion King is just keeps going. It just oh, hasn't it just, stopped. It's it like world tours and right. national tours. And then there's universal swings on Broadway and all of it. I think you sh- should be a part of, but it's like, yeah. what wh- wh- was this for just Tokyo or Japan or? This one was for uh, just for Hong Kong. For Hong they, Kong, they, yeah, they, they one of the uh, cities. <laughs> right, right. They had opened up uh, a park, the Disney Park there, and they wanted to have as uh, a Lion King, a, a condensed version of the Lion King, as they're offering there. Which I and saw so, you in Disneyland. I saw you do that. Oh, that's we, right. Yeah, we came to see you, and I was, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. boys, the, uh, my my boys were like, Uncle Philip is up there, and I was like, Yeah, he's. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. <laughs> that's him. Oh my god. You're so great. So I didn't know you'd been doing that for a while, but this was, you know, this was what year again? This was, uh, let's see, oh, 08 going into 09. I was over there for the 08, 09 years. Oh my gosh. And so we, I was there for about seven months. Oh, wow. Doing the show. And a clip from that show I put up on YouTube, which was still fairly new at the time. There's um, your marketing degree. There, right. there's. I'm telling you, it, it it pops up every once in a while, and that's a perfect thing for you to have done. <laughs> and then that <laughs> clip is as how TSO found me. Wow. <laughs> So, Philip Brandon, you yeah, have just, you are just like blowing all of my, my thought process away that this business is hard, that things don't roll into one thing to the next and it's all rolling. It's rolling for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been rolling. And, and, and I think one of the things is just, you know, I haven't been, I try not to put a whole lot of weight on stuff that I have no control over. That's Ugh. been one of the biggest things. It's so true. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles to like get past and say, hey, I what are the things that I do have control over? I can be prepared. I can be on time. I can, you know, come with a bunch of ideas. And those are the things that... And you can um, be a good person and talented. And you can be, yeah, you can, you can just, you know, but what can I not control? I can't control how tall I am. I can't control, you know, what if, if I'm the right type for this. I can't, you know, I can't control any of those things. Yeah. So I'm not even going to worry about it. Uh, it's so healthy. <laughs> I need to hang out with you more. <laughs> so, oh man! So you okay? So so now that you are in Hong Kong for mm-hmm. seven months, is that mm-hmm. when you learned Japanese? It's you so, studied Japanese? No, I studied Japanese back in high school. I took four years of it in high school. Okay. And then I took two years of it in college. Okay. Uh, just because again. My mom loved it over there so much. So she had so many, uh, so many things that she brought back and pictures and all kinds of things that were, you know, that I I just had such an affinity for the culture uh, from a young age. Right. And so that's what prompted me to go to, and I ended up going to Venice High School here in LA because at the time there were only two schools that offered Japanese. And I know Hong Kong is in China, by the way. Like anyone who's like, Hong Kong isn't Japan, isn't isn't Japan. <laughs> I know the difference. I'm just saying it's in the region. I'm just She's like, here's a caveat. <laughs> just in so, case yeah. you were listening, who are Japanese, who are like, listen, yeah. Hong Kong like, is not what? Japan. I get it. But <laughs> but but my point of saying that is that it's just it's it's something that I feel like I thought maybe you learned Japanese. I don't know because for it it just seems like such a random thing to yeah. have because people don't study Japanese in school at least I didn't I was I was Spanish or yeah. studying um you know I, I can't speak it now can barely speak English but you know what I mean <laughs> No I know I know because you know they say if you don't use it you lose it Exactly and I didn't have a lot of folks to to uh, use Japanese with either so and even in high school I got a, I got the opportunity to be an exchange student over in Japan um oh, wow. for a summer through a program called Lanska, which is the uh, Los Angeles Nagoya Sister City Affiliation. Oh God! Excuse me. Yeah. And so, uh, and they literally all expense paid took me over and a few students from Los Angeles over to uh, Japan for the summer, and we got a chance to integrate into the schools and. Just, oh just my God! See, this is your love of traveling. I'll, I, I that that is also uh, I feel like something that is a, a, a through line in your life Absolutely. is the traveling. And I love, I, 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 that is something that I, um, also as an artist and as just a person, like, I feel like this business allows you to travel when you are, um, 
you know, when you're working and you get paid to travel, which is amazing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, all I know in Japanese is "Ohayo gozaimasu" and <laughs> oden, oden, "Oden ki desu ka." Yeah. <laughs> and "Konnichiwa." And "Konnichiwa." Good that's afternoon. That's, that's all I know. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. But so, I'm, a, I'm a little bit rusty, but I can say "Hajime mashite boku no namai wa filipu desu dozo yoroshiku negashimasu." Noah, that is amazing. No idea what you just said, but that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, so. I I love that. And so you. So you were in Hong Kong and then you posted that video mm-hmm. and TSO found TSO. you, which pe- people yeah. don't know who a TSO is. So Trans-Siberian Orchestra. A ginormously successful rock yeah. arena show. It's been yes. around for 22 years now, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 They've been, been around for a little longer than that, but they've been touring for a little over 20 years now. Yeah. Um, every year. <laughs> Every Which year, I think it's like every that's year. Amazing to me. It's amazing. It is yeah. amazing. And my husband and you mm-hmm. are both in TSO together. Absolutely. Um, not in the same band though, but no. not in the same tour. But you had been at one point, which is how we all met. Right. But, right. But going to TSO, finding you, which I think it's mm-hmm. amazing that TSO has the ability to find so many wonderfully talented people through something like YouTube. I mean, that's especially back in when you posted it, like you Mm -hmm. said, YouTube was not that, um, not that viral, if you will, like it wasn't, it wasn't what it is now. And so what, what did they do? How did they reach out? So they, uh, now if you can imagine back in a time when we didn't have, you know, communication wasn't as easily accessible overseas. Yeah. Um, So I, didn't have I would check my regular phone number only every you know couple weeks or so because I had a local Hong Kong number mm-hmm. and so I remember getting a call and, and it you know I'm not gonna lie I thought it was some kind of a scam or something <laughs> like you know they, 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 hi they, they, they didn't say what the name was at the time because you know they wanted to kind of like you know fill me out first and said hey I work with this band and they're interested in seeing you and this that and a third and I was just like oh, okay so I then uh, they ended up reaching out again because I, I the first time I was like, oh, well, I don't, you know. Because you didn't have an agent or a manager, anybody representing you. You were representing yourself, right? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Number one. And number two, I was already on another gig. So that, uh, you know, another gig at the time didn't even compute, especially when this is not what I quote unquote did. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, for this is not my career. I'm just doing this in the interim. Right. You know right. what I mean? And so. So they uh, reached out again, and then we um, ended. I ended up actually calling back, and you know, I was like, "Well, let me just figure this out because if it, you know, this is a really good scam of somebody's calling back the same person, you know." <laughs> and so then we ended up having a, a, a phone conference, and then you know, I told them that I was in Hong Kong and what was going on, and so they were like, "Oh, that's awesome. Okay, no, that's where we saw the clip, and blah blah blah." And so we ended up, you know, once I finished that contract, we um, they ended up flying me out to um, to New York and to Tampa because they're they're based in both places. And I uh, got a chance to meet up with Paul O'Neill, who was um, the the uh, creator and you know founder of TSO. Yeah. And uh, then we just started working, and they brought me on as a singer at first. Um, okay. Uh, because that, that that's the clip they saw was me singing. And then literally, uh, while we were working on things and I'm asking questions in between the takes of the songs, um, Paul looks at me, listen, listens to me, looks at me as I'm asking the question and is like, would you mind reading this? He, he, <laughs> heard, so, he heard the gold, Philip. He gold. heard the gold I was talking about. The liquid gold coming out of your mouth. He was like... Can you read this for me? Because he's, yeah. he's he's very smart. <laughs> he's, he was so smart. And he he goes, was so smart. He goes, hey boss, uh, w- w- would you mind? Because <laughs> he called everyone. He boss, called everybody boss. Yeah. And he said, and he said hey, w- w- would you mind reading this? And so I, I read it, and then he he you know starts doing sidebars with the, with everyone else that's in the room, and so then they bring out the full script, and then they're like, okay, do, uh, let's finish this session today. Do you mind going? Um, you know, you can go back to the hotel, and then he's like tomorrow, can we? focus on reading this and you know i was like oh okay i mean you just want me to read it fine you know 
And, um, you know, that's kind of how that was birthed. But, uh, you know, it was so interesting because I credit them for a lot of my technique of storytelling and that the art of that, because that was something that he was really big on is, is, uh, uh, preserving that art form that is not yeah. as, um, you know, not, not as uh, celebrated today. So, Oh God. And then, you know, to, to have him hear that in you and then elevate you to narrator. Absolutely. For Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which I, mm-hmm. my first introduction to them was hearing you um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> tell the story. And I was like, who is this? And what is this voice? And the truth is, is that I'm going to, I'm in a sidebar to my first experience in New York was working on a Christmas show called a Christmas Carol. And, and my, my person that I was next to a lot in the show was the Broadway legend, Ken Page. Oh my God. I'm such a fan. And you know, (laughs) we've had this conversation many times because Ken is my little teddy bear. And I, you know, to me, when I first met you, I was like, oh my God, you're, you are you are like, you know, his, like his son, you, you, you have that same thing about you Mm -hmm. and, and the same loveliness about you as a person as well, because Ken is just one of the most lovely, loveliest people in the business. And you have that same thing about you. But I remember that moment of watching you and I, I just couldn't, there's a very, there's very few people in this industry who, and I, and, and he's really the only other one I can think of, Mm -hmm. um, besides you that, that can do that on stage and make, and just you're riveted by your voice. Oh, wow. It's really I, true. I mean, to be in that company, I tell you, is that, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I appreciate that so much. Cause I, like I said, I'm a huge fan of his. Oh yeah. Yeah. You guys, you, you really have that about you and, and you've been with TSO now for 10 years, 10 years. Yeah, I just did my 10th. 10th year with them on the, when we finished this tour. Okay. And I didn't realize that until I was on my way to rehearsals and I was like, wait a minute, this is 10 years. Oh my God. <laughs> it's insane. And it doesn't yeah. feel so talking about like your, your, your side hustle, you do, you do TSO for two months out of the year and then you mm-hmm. have the rest of the year to really, you know, do what you want to. And and by this point, you are fully in the business. Once by TSO is entered in, I feel like, please tell right. me you didn't do anything else with any other corporate job. Or maybe oh, you did. No. no. Yeah, I I um I didn't. And it's it's funny because we in the midst, uh in the middle of uh us kind of going back and forth and making sure I was a good fit for TSO. I actually booked the the national tour of the color purple. Ah, uh, see. So, and that was in 2009 when I got back. Right. So it was just like, well, you know, and I did that on and off between TSO tours, and uh, you know, it's like stuff just kind of worked out um, for two and a half years. Ah, uh, um, because you. So, so not only are you a singer, but you've done. You know, we we talked about the Lion King. Mm-hmm. You and I did Smokey Joe's together. Oh, so much fun! Oh yeah. my gosh, so much fun! And you know, you're really captivating on stage as an actor and a singer, and 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 all of that. And TSO has been your go-to gig for now mm-hmm. ten years. Yes, the fans just love you. Mm-hmm. Um, that show is just, uh, you know. Uh, an amazing tradition for so many people. Absolutely. Um, but it's allowed you to then, now I feel like that d- doing that show for 10 years mm-hmm. has allowed you to then go on and do your albums. Absolutely. It's, it's opened me up to, again, to, to have the flexibility to do and go after things that I really am interested in as opposed to like, Oh, I just have to, I, I need to be always um, auditioning for anything, no matter what, which has been a, you know, such a blessing. And it, it, it's, you know, it, it's having that, that kind of uh, weight off your shoulders of being so inundated with, Oh my God, what's the next, what's the next, what's the next, as opposed to, okay, what's the next? Because I'm excited to do something else that I'm really, uh, that I'm really excited to do or re- that I'll really enjoy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, doing your EP was, which is how I, I believe the first album that you did was your EP. Correct. Yeah, that was a self-titled EP back in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now, I- and now you have <laughs> the story, have- the story begins, which I yes. love that. I love that title. And that's your new 
your newest album, which I believe album. is charting. One of the songs is charting on the Billboard charts. Am I right? Absolutely. We uh, with the, the <laughs> lead attention. single from it. Yes, I was gonna say, wow, somebody's been. I'm celebrating you. You know, I'm celebrating you, and I'm like, I remember that because I that to it. me makes me just like. I just get so excited when my friends who are so talented and so great and so awesome putting good stuff out into the world and then other people recognize it, you know, that, yeah. that lifts me up. That, well, that, I mean, and me as well. So, but it, it's awesome to hear when is when it always surprises me too. When someone's <laughs> like, Oh, I remember seeing this or uh, didn't you do this? I'm like, Oh wow. You know, yeah. live in the bubble of just kind of doing my thing. And yeah. you, know, so, you know, but yeah, we got a chance to chart for um, 12 consecutive weeks on the billboard top 20 uh, uh, billboard smooth jazz top 20 with our lead single um, with my lead single. Come on. Yeah. Which was super, super exciting for me. And um yeah, it was just it's just been such an amazing journey with that. Um and uh and, and we've done a couple music videos from the from the album as well and um I was able to work with uh, one of uh, my mom introduced me to one of her um uh legendary friends in the business who had been he's been you know writing for all types of people like Aretha Franklin and Natalie Cole and George Benson and um, so she, she was like, I think this will be a good pairing. So she introduced us and we got a chance to uh, co-write and, and he produced seven of the tunes on there. His name is Preston Glass. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. Your mom and, must be uh, so like, like beaming that like she was able to pass that on to you. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I would yeah, be... she, and, and she had been kind of putting the bug in my ear for a while. She was like, I really think you should listen to her stuff. I think that would be a good pairing. And so I did. And, and, um, you know, and it's so funny working with folks who have been in the industry for a while because there's a certain um you know humbleness that comes with it like you know he's going in it, when i when we went for our initial meeting he's kind of giving me his his resume and i'm thinking i know exactly who you are like no, <laughs> like you know he's like i got a chance to work with so and so and i'm just like wow to have been in the industry as long as you have and to still um be so so humble that you just you 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 make an introduction as if no one knows who you are is incredible to isn't me. Isn't that funny though? But don't you find that the people who, um, not the egotistical people, but the people who are in this industry, like you said, for a long time, like they really they're just they're just going along and doing their job, and they don't really know or realize that people know who they are. Right. Um, you know what I mean? And I feel like that, I, I feel like that is more for me in, in my interactions, more common than not. Yes. Absolutely. That they'll enter the room and they'll be like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And you're like, um, I know exactly who you are and you have Tonys and Grammys and oh my exactly. God. And, and they just don't, they don't, they don't see themselves in that way. Right. Right. They're just working and enjoying and enjoying their journey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is beautiful. Which is beautiful, which is so beautiful. And I'm, you know, I am so excited because you have a show coming up here in Los Angeles. I do have a couple coming up, which I'm really excited about. So we're doing one on the uh, the 15th of February at the yes. Office Showroom in San Pedro. Yes. And uh, that's on Valentine's Day weekend. Yes. So I'm super excited about that because... My husband will be out of town, so I won't be, you know... That's right. <laughs> no, I say that I say that in a in a in a funny way because right, right. if you're married to someone in the industry, the Valentine's weekends are generally when they want people to sing to them, and so then oh, the wife right. is at home, or or I'll be off doing my own thing, and then we celebrate it on another day. Yeah, because to... <laughs> you were also really busy while we were out on tour yourself. So yeah, no, and and, and but what and, you know, it goes to like my 15 years of doing Christmas shows, and you doing 10 years of TSO, and. Mm -hmm. That's another level of the industry that I that I think people always need to know is that most of the time in the the holidays that everybody else is celebrating, we are off entertaining everybody. Yes. <laughs> you know, or the weekends, or the, or the weekends. I, or the I would weekend. say whenever you're off is usually when I'm busy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My weekend is usually Monday and Tuesday. Or Monday, yes, <laughs> you know. Monday's off. That's usually mm -hmm. what it is. But you've got your soulful cabaret coming up yeah. here in LA too. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. And then we, uh, and then in March, the end of March, we're going to be back at Herb Alpert's Vibrato Grill. That's on uh, Tuesday, March thirty first, and okay. that's uh, and we we played them about a year or so ago, and they've asked us to come back, which is that's a, that's a beautiful supper club. It's like one of the last actual supper clubs. Oh, I Angeles. love it. I I smell a date coming on. I think yeah, it's gonna, that one's I, awesome. Because you know, when we came to see you. Um, 
Dustin and I came to see you at, uh, upstairs at what yeah, was it was at Room Five. Room was, Five. Yeah, it's and no I don't longer even, there. Anymore, I know by the way. it's yeah. no longer there. Talking about the last, you know, like supper club. Like there yeah. isn't really. Um, not that there isn't any clubs, but it's like, you know, we're in LA, so it's not like it's New York where you've got all those clubs, but to see you live with your band and up there singing your, you know, singing your stuff, it's so good. It's so, it's such another side of you from, you know, people who've seen you in TSO for 10 years to go and see you do your live show of your music is just, it's just refreshing and it's lovely and it just is, you know, soulful to, to, to use the word of your, you know, the cabaret that you're doing. It's like, it really just, um, it's a, it's a, it's a different and lovely side of you that, that not a lot of people who see you in TSO get to see. Thank you. And it's so funny because we came up with the word, the uh, name Soulful Cabaret because it's also, it's twofold. It's the name of my band and it's also the experience of the night because yes. I, I, I tend to like to pull on all aspects of what I do or have done in the industry. So there's always going to be a little bit of comedy, some, <laughs> some storytelling, there's going to be me and all my antics and everything that goes along with that. So it tends to, uh, usually people tend to have a good time. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I'm always celebrating you. Honestly, I'm, I'm selling it, celebrating you as a friend. I'm celebrating you as an artist, you know, Dustin and I just, you know, you're the type of person that we bring up you in a conversation and we just smile ear to ear. We can hear that voice. We can see your presence walking through our door and we're like, when can we see him again? Like, you know, you are, you are really a part of our lives and I just am so grateful for that. Yeah, I got to get over there. I was, I was like, I got to see my nephews. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uncle Philip. I have yeah. many, you know, you're, you actually are, you come up on our Apple TV because there's many pictures of the boys jumping into yes. your arms. I think yeah. it was at um, Alfred's birthday party Absolutely. at his house and just them just jumping on you because, you know, they're like, oh, he's going to catch us. And you just laughing and being like, they're just going to, they're just going to jump on you. So that's right. going to happen the next time you see Or them. Billy with his trust falls. <laughs> Is he still doing that? It was so funny when we were doing Smokey Joe's. He just jumps up on some place and just goes to follow. Like, Wait a minute. Don't you got to make sure that I have my arms out. And you <laughs> saved his life. You did. Yes. Because he, yes, the trust falls. Yes. Yes, you, you, <laughs> he's still doing those. So we need you over here. Yeah. But thank you so much for doing this interview. It was just Absolutely. lovely. And, you know, I always love to get to know a little bit more about my friends in doing this, which seems kind of str- like to me, I'm always like, it seems kind of strange to get to know you better by interviewing you. But but that's just how it is. Oh, I did want to mention two more th- uh, things really quickly for, oh, the, yes. uh, for, see, for the TV see, folks. Degree in marketing. Here we go. <laughs> so we got, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to be on an episode of Nickelodeon's Henry Danger coming out. Um, I think it's going to be next month, but it's okay. episode 37. Okay. Uh, it's called, the episode's called The Beginning of the End. So look out for that because I have a really fun part on there. Oh, my and boys are going to love it. They're going to, yeah, they have to watch it. And Uncle Philip on those, TV. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, for those who live, um, I, I'm, I actually have a commercial with Cox Communications running right now. So oh, for nice. those who live in those regions, uh, be on the lookout for that. See, you just covering all, you're covering all things, commercial, <laughs> TV, cabaret, TSO. I mean, you know. It's amazing. Trying to keep doing going and also do keep doing things that I really enjoy. So yeah, exactly. Living your life. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I just so appreciate you. Thank you, Meredith. Of course. All <laughs> right. <now. laughs> to support us or make a donation for this podcast, please visit confessionsofanactress.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Confessions of an Actress. And if you're feeling extra special and generous, please visit iTunes and give us a rave review. I really appreciate it. And remember to have vision for what you want in this world, but be grateful for where you are right now. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you.